that's that's my life goal is an idea machine. That's what I wanted. I wanted to get paid for. Now I'm out of a job. That's what really what happens. Well, okay. Sorry, Jake. Sorry. Welcome to the freelance dance, a weekly conversation between three experienced freelancers who are navigating the ups and downs and the ins and outs of the freelance dance. My name is Jake Knight, joined by my co-hosts, Marty Theory and Brandon Watts. Welcome to the Freelance Dance. So I wanted to tell you guys that um, I got uh, I got suspended from Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about Twitter. <laughs> I wish. Um, no, I don't wish. I'm just getting started. I got suspended from Pinterest. I created an account, set up a board, go to log in like five days later, and my account was suspended for violations. Why? <laughs> it's a great question. Uh, so the, it was a little vague, but it said the words something like spamming or pinning too much or sent, sending too many things. And I'm like, okay, I didn't send anything. But Gary V says to, to <laughs> right. post a hundred times a day. Gary V is responsible for me getting suspended from Pinterest. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Not v. true. Not true. So anyway, I, I reached out, uh, you know, you know how that feels though, when you get suspended from something, you instantly like, what did I do wrong? Did I do, did I break a rule? Like I felt guilty. Software shouldn't make you feel guilty. Just thing. Oh, um, anyway, I filed their form and complained and got a nice response back a few days later that said, Oh, sometimes that happens. Thanks. Let us know. You're, you're good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so someone That's had it. to actually turn your account back on, I guess they, they verified yep. that you weren't a spammer selling, yep. you know, gold coins or whatever. Uh, yeah. Does Pinterest, yeah. Does Pinterest have verified accounts? Um, that's a good question. I don't know off the top of my head. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. I feel like every account has something verified. I, honestly, I don't know where I heard it, but some some podcast was talking about, or somebody, maybe it was in Clubhouse, where like you have to have a physical ID to create an account. Like an actual government issued ID to create an account so oh, they can yeah. verify that it's a real human behind it. Facebook. Facebook will do that. Facebook wants you to, or I think I accidentally clicked some button and uh, I think that, and then I, I don't know what they, they wanted me to verify my ID. I was like, what did I, what, why, what do I need to do that? Great story though. Pinterest blocked you or, or cancel. Did it cancel your account or block okay, your account? Yes, or what happened? So the, I mean, technical term is suspended. Um, suspended. Yeah, which that just like that is such a strong term. Like that goes back from like school days. Like you get suspended from school. That is like that is the worst. I don't even know if that's a good word to have in UI. I don't know. Maybe that should Wasn't be it in a, the interface. What was expelled was that was worse though, right? If you got expelled from school. I would okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. Yes, expelled is worse. Like a couple days. But like what if they said you got expelled? Like you could never come back. Is that how, is that how Twitter does it? That's how Clubhouse does it, right? You break Clubhouse's rules and you're out. One strike policy. How in the world Um, is Pinterest the most strict social network for that? Like people (laughs) post insane stuff on Facebook and Twitter and they are, they're able to live another day. But Pinterest, it's like, we didn't like the color of the walls in that picture. So we're suspending you. You're out. You're out. I like to play, um, on Pinterest. I like to play, uh, find the ad because oh. I have an ad blocker, but the ad blocker doesn't always know which, which one's an actual post or which one's an ad for some it, reason. Do you and really so, do that for fun? Do you really do oh, that? For yeah. Fun? Oh yeah. Okay. Cause I'm like, I want, the, I want the ad blocker to be, to be, you know, to be good. So you, if I'm going through Pinterest, I'll be like, Oh yeah, there's an ad you missed. Right. Click. This is an ad <laughs> or on Twitter. Right click. This is an ad. Okay. I was just going to ask. So you actually do like flag them so they can know. Oh like, yeah. This one got by you. Okay. That's, that's, I feel like it's my job. I feel like I, if I'm, if I'm, if I see ads, I should immediately flag them. But I, I feel like we have a conflict of interest. Bad. Yeah. Marty, we do. I just we do. a strong conflict of interest here, but let's work together. What do you say? Why not? Let's work you know? together. We should. <laughs> Might as well. Let's, let's first um, time I'm hearing of this. Yeah. I haven't heard of that idea before. Time. 
that that's one of the things that I think all of us over the course of our freelance our freelance journeys is that we have we have done it solo. We've also benefited from having uh, a network or a team or someone and not necessarily even just to do things that you don't do or can't do, but maybe just um, maybe there's overlap, but you just you you like working with other people and you find that there's the benefit of, you know, working together. Of course, um, there's always people that know that have a have a better understanding of certain things that maybe you don't um, or uh, have more experience and especially I mean, experience, period. Uh, with, with other different types of clients, um, with other different types of industries. Um, so being able to, I know as for me as a designer and a developer of websites, a lot of my clients have a lot of different, uh, needs. And so for instance, they want to do better, you know, at social or they want to have a better SEO or they want to have, um, you know, they have these, these different, uh, problems that they come across all the time that they need uh, services for. And I, I always say, look, find an expert or I can find one for you or find someone who's um, an expert in that specific, specific industry. And then, you know, I'll either recommend someone or they'll go and find, find someone for themselves. Um, But, you know, I can't, I can't, I want to, I want to be specialized in my specialty, which is, you know, design and development. Um, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to be good at content or have you or social. Have you ever found that person, had them do the work and then upcharge your client for said work? I have not done that. Really? Interesting. I wish I, I wish I, I wish I did that, but I, I, I probably should do that, but no, I just say, Hey, here's this guy. Here's you guys meet. Yeah. <laughs> out of my world that's a different matchmaking service <laughs> never mind yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that's interesting to me because i have done that i i oh, have okay. um I, and i think it's i good idea. said this in a, in a different episode but someone wanted flash animation back in the day and whoa flash right i quoted him 400 bucks went on i think it was elance at the time oh yeah found someone to do it for two and it was beautiful. I got something that was better than what I could do. Um, and you know, animation and made 200 bucks, which is a big deal. When you're, you know, for well, starting yeah. out. It's, and you know, it makes sense because it's your client and you, you've established a relationship possibly. Um, right. I mean, yeah. Or no, yeah, yeah. Is that being stingy? No, I, I think there are some people and depending on the industry, if they come to you for work. It might not be within their wheelhouse to, um, go find someone. They don't know the, like you said, you might have to go find somebody that does that. Um, a lot of people, they just, they just don't know. They don't know who to go to or, or what to go to. So I think it does help to have either that at your services, you know, or at your ready, um, or to know, to know people, you know, have that network. Yeah. I just had a former client ask for a recommendation to a technical writer and I, I pointed her to Upwork and I, I've worked with, uh, you know, I've worked with Odesk, which used to be with Elance and now is Upwork. Long story. But I've worked with these as clients. I've had these these freelance platforms. I also had another one, eByline, which was for writers. So I love this concept of what do you need and who can do it and matching them from there. But I've also done it in my career. I mean, Wattsware, the logo was designed from 99designs many years ago. My website it's designed by Marty. So there's a personal connection, not through a platform, but through someone, you know, and who's, then who's this Marty you talking about. Yeah. Oh. He's, he's working on website design stuff, but yeah, you'd love him. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> and then my PowerPoint presentation was from Fiverr. So I've kind of pieced all these different things together and all of them have been amazing. Like proud of, proud of the work from all different avenues. Um, but yeah, there's no excuse to, if, if you can't do something or want someone to do it better, it's not hard to find out who can help you if they're not in your network that pres- go somewhere. that presentation that you got from fiverr yeah that was outstanding by the way yeah and here's what and she I, did I liked, I, yeah here's what ahead. she did so so marty you would design the website with the color the branding she as a direct graphic designer herself picked up on that and used the shapes yes, and the exactly. bullet points and the brand and the font she used the same font like this is what you expect from a professional and so 
the thing it I was want, like we worked on it together. Yes. Yes. The thing I want people to get out of this is that don't think of these platforms as a place for garbage work. You're going to see people on there charging $2 for a logo. You're always going to see that, but they all have filtering criteria. Now, for instance, the, the um, presentation I filtered by Fiverr pro, which is the highest level they charge the most. It's the highest professionalism. And it was amazing. I got an amazing design in like three days for $500, by the way, which is a steal for, I think she gave me like 20 to 25 custom slides that I can adapt for my entire business forever. And it was $500. I could have pieced something together on Canva. um, And that's what I did for my first client. I pieced my own PowerPoint together and it took me a long time and it looked terrible. I was like, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for $500, I can get someone to do this and it's going to be like it matches my branding. And that's not my strong point design. So turn to the experts, let them do it. Knowing what you know now, would you have paid more than 500 for how valuable it's been? Or was that kind of the, that was the perfect, the perfect price? I think it was, it was a good price for what I needed and what she gave me. But yeah, okay. I, I, there, there are people on Fiverr charging $1,000 and $2,000 for PowerPoints and they look like it. And you know, if my business was at a certain scale, I'd probably want to invest in that. But where, what I bought was the perfect level for what I need. But I'm looking I was just talking about this before we started recording. I'm looking at um, brand videos like someone creating a really high end 30 second ad for my website. And you know what? There's some incredible video editors on there for three hundred dollars. They'll create oh, a 30 yeah. second ad that looks like you just watched it during the Super Bowl. And, you know, I can't do that or I could do it, but it would be a pain. I'd rather have someone get the feel just right and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 almost like you don't always have to have control over everything. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Like, for instance, um, I'm sure there's a a ton of YouTube uh, people, YouTube hosts that, you know, they have these amazing intro graphics. Right. And you're like, oh, man, do they do this themselves? I don't think there's no way there's no way they did it themselves. They hired somebody else out to, to make that for them because they're experts at after effects or whatever else you're going to use, whatever other software that you're going to use to make those intros. And it's like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Cause you know what? Marty wants to make that intro graphic himself and figure out how to do it and spend, you know, 18 hours figuring out how to do it. And guess what? It never gets done. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. There's different, there's different levels of skill for things. So, so you can only optimize raking a yard so much, right? You mm-hmm. can only optimize how fast, how efficient, how great it's going to look when you're done. There is, there's that level, but with, with design or video editing, that scale is massive, yeah. massive. Like you said, a, a, what you feel like you could see on a commercial versus what you would be embarrassed to show at a, a kid's party. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that, so I, I think that's the other thing is determining what is a difficulty level or skill potential in this thing I'm asking for, you know, is there a massive gap or is it just, I can slug through it and it's going to be nearly what someone else can do. Or do I pay because I know that the, the plus side of that is way farther than what I can do. There, there's no excuse not to look professional. I think that's the biggest thing. Like I, I had a Squarespace site for many years and you know what? It is convenient and easy. Um, didn't look great, looked, looked okay for a while, but you know, once I had a professional designer come in and do it, Marty, once he came in and did, it it looks a lot better. Same thing with, um, my PowerPoint, it was passable, but it wasn't professional. And same thing, what we were saying about YouTube intros. I mean, you go on Fiverr, there's entire categories for like YouTube opening videos, or, I mean, there's, there's people who design just the podcast artwork for your podcast and they do a really good job or an illustration of you that you can use yep. on your website. I mean, every single piece can be outsourced and done in a day or two. And it's I not think expensive. also to, yeah, it, it, right. It's not expensive. And that's, that's where the, you know, you get good value from that. But I think too, sometimes what happens is freelancers, especially if you're, if you want to be in the creative space of free of freelancing, you tend to think, well, I have, I have so many opinions about how things I want to be. So I want to control it all. But it's like, is it going to get done? And that you need to get it done. It needs to be, it needs to be done over with. So that way you can focus on your craft or your specialty or your work that you're working on. And if you need this other sub subcategory of thing for your, for whatever your project you're working on, it's okay to go get it and contract out or 
go to Fiverr or any of these other ones, it's all right to do that. I, I, that's, that's something that I have to convince myself that that's okay to do all the time. Thank you for because saying I, it's that. Like, I want, I want to have control over all of it. Right. I want, I'm a create, I want to be, I want, I would like to be known as a creative person. I want to be in charge of all of the things. I want all mm. the brand to be all one, you know, cohesive unit of things. And it's like, no, you know, you don't have, you don't, you don't know how to use that. You don't know how to use after effects. Come on, but get somebody no, else. To you, do it. Yeah. Get, get somebody else. <laughs> but, but I think you also said a, learn, in, but an sorry. interesting <laughs> component of personality because I also struggle with delegating just as a, mm. as a character thing, as a, as a human. Um, and it's because I, it's, it's not that I want control and that I'm, that I need to have control. It's that I'm convinced that someone else is going to let me down and I can't afford that slowdown later on. Uh, so I'd rather not risk it. And that can be for a myriad of reasons. Like I say, every episode therapy is going well, it's really wonderful. I'm doing fine. <laughs> um, but no, I think some, some people don't look through a lens where they see this thing someone else could do to help them. I, I struggle with that, that too. I, I don't. And others, I think inherently are like, they're looking to collaborate. They're ready to go, hey, I don't do this. You do this. Look at it. Let's partner up together and create a rocket ship. Um, I think nice. that's where we're different, exactly. you know? Yeah. Because it is um, a rocket ship. It's not one thing. It's a bunch of things, right? It is, it is, it could be, it could be, especially some of the projects that we're working on. It could be a complicated, complicated thing. It could be a rocket ship that you're trying to build. And maybe you don't have the experience that, how to build an engine. Or maybe you know how to build an engine, but you don't know how to do wings. You know, come on. When I when I got <laughs> comfortable a- with this idea, it was a game changer. And I was the same way. I, I used to be have to have my hands in everything, but I'm looking at opportunities to outsource stuff even in the PR world where I'm I'm supposed to be the expert. I there's a lot of different and heads up on a fun pick that's coming. There's a lot of different ways to get good ideas. Um, some you wouldn't expect, but part of what came from this conversation. Uh, there's a CNBC article that it came out recently about this, this woman, 28 years old. She went from $36,000 a year. Oddly enough, she was in PR, which made me laugh when I saw that (laughs) she went from making $36,000 a year in Brooklyn on some PR firm to $378,000 a year on Fiverr, just to prove that Fiverr isn't just bargain basement type prices and, and unskilled people. Um, of course, this is an outlier, but still it goes through how she does this. And guess what? How she's making that money. It's not on, you know, producing Hollywood effects and things. She's basically a freelance writer making $378,000 on Fiverr. It's unbelievable. But it just shows. And and, and one of the things that she does, like it, it gives an example here. She charges $1,000 for a 10,000 word ebook. She must have a good system to pump these things out, but oh, uh, she's, she's obviously a very good and fast, efficient writer, but just the point is like, not just looking at these platforms for work and for, or, or to find people to collaborate with you, but even potentially you might make some money on these things. And I have been impressed at her example and her story. And if you watch the video, it's pretty revealing. Um, if you're committed you can pull in a nice, nice income on these platforms. And guess what? You don't have to market yourself. Fiverr markets you. You literally get the jobs lined up and you do the work. You just focus on the work, which is what you want to do anyways. I like that Jeep she bought. Yeah. Paid I in cash. Too. That yellow I Jeep. Too. She yeah. paid it in cash. It was 50 grand. Yeah. Fiverr. I'm, I want a black one. So maybe I'll go work at Fiverr for a year so I can buy my Jeep because that's what I want. Um, <laughs> it, it's real. I mean, that is real. Not the working at five or thing, but no, but to your point, so I, I made the mistake um, going the other route of needing somebody to create a uh, fillable PDF. And so I went on and I just found, you know, 10, 15 bucks. Here's somebody that will do that. I probably spent three hours of back and forth trying to, trying to help them understand what I was, what I was looking for. Really? Yes. And, and I it was done that for you if you wanted it. Well, this is before I knew you. This is this oh, is okay. pre pre Marty, pre Marty and Brandon. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, so anyway. So making the mistake that, like, yeah, I just want to outsource something that I could do it myself. I just don't have the time. But you've got to you've got to choose carefully. Time is valuable. So if yeah. you want, if you want to save that time, to explain something and the back and forth, and it's still not being right for the client. And I had to just <sighs> edit it myself and do it anyway. So 
at that point, you just, you know, you kind of go, forget it. I'm not paying anybody else. I'm just going to double down on a bad decision, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what, so I, that's the other caution is, is you said that earlier, Brandon, but you do get what you pay for. There are some incredibly talented people in all these platforms. And there are some that are super talented and inexpensive. It's, it's just a gamble. It's just yeah. a gamble. The, just the less you pay, I, yeah, yeah, be careful. Um, where, where do you think, where do you think the next place is to find people to collaborate with? You know, I mean, we're robots. Yeah, I know I was going to yeah? say Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Clubhouse. Yes. I said robots, but. Oh, you said robot. I, I thought know. he said that's, that's where my brain is. Clubhouse, apparently. <laughs> Clubhouse and robots. Clubhouse. Would, yeah, totally. Yeah. A room about marketing or I, Jake, you've been on some pretty like genre specific clubhouses. I know like really focused on a topic and you've got 40, 50 people in there. That means you're all interested in it. So there's, there's your chance for collaboration. So, so speaking of that, um, I know in the past I've talked about, you know, the, the brewery marketing, I am pivoting. Um, I've spent a, I spent a ton of time in traveling tourism, so I'm going to kind of go all in on that space. Um, if you're listening and you want to work with it, work confessional. With us, just let, let us know. Confessional. Yes. Um, podcast confessional. Um, but so in that previous space of trying to create like connections, a really good band. Like yeah, dashboard sorry. confessional. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that was Just low kidding. key in your sub, of course, subconscious. Yeah. No, I, okay. I knew. Okay. I knew when it was going. All right. Oh, that joke ended badly. Okay. Corrupt. For uh, all of Chris us. Chris Caraba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rabba, Rabba, Rabba. Anyway, created a connection inside the space, um, or met somebody who's in the industry and they actually, he does a uh, restaurant um, experience, customer experience for, for wine and the beer space. He's out in New England, got a great, got a great little gig set up, met him in Clubhouse. I had a conversation with him on the phone last week. Um, we're going to do a joint Clubhouse room together. And after hearing about what I do with, you know, marketing and stuff like that, he's interested in maybe because he's got people, he goes in these restaurants and they need help. It's a potential source of income. You know, maybe it's not long term. Look, look at Clubhouse because of Clubhouse. Because of Clubhouse. Live yep. Yep. It's not because even live yet. It's not even live yet. So, so that, yeah, I do think that platform has legs of create and it's new at its infancy. Um, I mean, you can create relationships on LinkedIn I mean, you can DM somebody on Insta, although they won't see it in there, you know, it'll be in the other folder or the requested one, whatever. But there are people out there that are looking to connect. Clubhouse has made it an authentic way to connect and not just be a creepy slide into someone's DMs and saying, Hey, do you have money you want to part with? Cause I <laughs> do you guys have LinkedIn on your phone? Oh Yeah. Yeah. I'm glued to LinkedIn now, yeah. unfortunately, but that's my life. Oh. Do you think I should get LinkedIn on my phone? Oh yeah. Okay. I I do, but you gotta have a reason like everything else. I mean following I don't have, Inst- I don't have Instagram on my phone. Brandon, do you have Instagram on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> What's Instagram? <laughs> if you guys want to get a good laugh, look at our bio on Instagram and you'll know why this is a joke. Uh, uh what about a- what's the other one? TikTok. I don't have TikTok on my phone. I think I need to, to I, I need to get that yeah. probably. I will tell you what's been fascinating since we've all been kind of hanging out on this podcast and our first episode was on social media, which kind of reveals some of our leanings. Although I do think some things are being adjusted slowly. I'm chipping yeah. away at, there. at Marty and maybe we're flexible. Might. We're flexible. We're flexible. Okay. That's good. Um, I, the app I use the least now is Facebook. Well, it was the app be. I use the most prior to, to 2020 it is the app i use the least have you seen all those stats that they that, that they had to come out with for uh the privacy thing that apple does Mm-mm. now oh. oh with what they had uh, on the, you well no the the um i forget what it's called but now that when you look at an app you can see all the things all the data that they they gather from oh you, yes uh, before you download it i mean come on facebook yeah. really well i like, was just talking in terms of yourself in, in anyway, context in context of relationships, right? Of finding okay. people to it's collaborate true. with. I've, I've, Facebook is not a place I go to when I think about collaboration anymore. In fact, I kind of go, ugh, do I have notifications? Ugh, what are those going to be? Um, but there are other apps that, that do offer that collaboration. You know, I don't know. Do you guys, have you guys ever had a relationship or a partnership built off of an, of a LinkedIn platform business, you know? Well, I, I haven't responded to them yet. Yeah. So. Marty gets all these like, <laughs> 
people fascinated <laughs> by his work and he just doesn't oh, respond. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I, I'm still waiting to close the deal, but I had someone, I told you guys, um, this, this, this woman had emailed or direct messaged me on LinkedIn and just found me in LinkedIn search. And we had a great call and she agreed to work together. We still got to sign the contract, but I mean, that was cold. That was as cold as cold can be. She literally just found me in LinkedIn search. It wasn't from a shared connection. And that got my brain thinking. And this is an incredible client, like her profile. And it would be a great example. So that's an example. I mean, you got to be there. And if I get the deal and I work with her, it's 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 huge. I didn't put any effort into it. It came just from LinkedIn search. Well, OK, you did put effort in the fact that you had a LinkedIn account. And yeah, that it was up to date and it was current. And yeah. your information was in there. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's the barrier yeah. entry is still pretty low. But it's for, not like a that. post she saw on LinkedIn. It was literally my name popped up in results and she saw, OK, he's done writing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to happen more and more the more I'm posting on LinkedIn. And you'll notice I'm posting more on LinkedIn, not just about the podcasts and work, but trying to post some industry specific stuff, may even do a video thing. I don't know. Whoa. Just throwing it out there. Direct message me if you want me to do that. I'm thinking about it. I want to do a like talking head style PR marketing, whatever type, you know, news type thing. So I don't know. We'll see what that looks like. But I'm trying new formats, trying it out slowly. I, I love it. I love it that connections are made because um, that's kind of the thing as a freelancer. You're you're still always there are things you're going to be able to do on your own, maybe 90 percent of the time. But it is good to have a backup for when something or honestly. You could probably leverage as a pseudo agency just by finding people to do the other work and you're a broker. I mean, there are people that just do that, right? That just kind of sit in the middle. Um, Fiverr is one of them, by the way, if we want to look at it that way, they are the broker for this. They're taking yeah, a piece of true. the the puzzle. Dangerous. 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 Yeah. yeah agreed. Um, <laughs> so would you, would you list and would you list any of your services on one of those platforms? for hire or have you? I never have. I've thought about it, but in my mind, I still feel like it cheapens the work. Oh yeah. Even though it's, I shouldn't feel that way because there's plenty of professionals on there who charge a lot of money, like market rates. What's the, what's the maximum amount you can charge on Fiverr? I don't know if there is a maximum. I've never looked into that, okay. but I've seen well, multi thousand dollar projects on there. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, it's inter- it's in- isn't that interesting? Like we are okay with y- using a service, but putting our, our things in there, um, like putting our skills and let someone pay us through that service, we feel different about it. I you know that, that fascinates me. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I kind of feel the same way, but is it a double standard? It, it is. is a double standard. It is. It is okay. a double standard. We shouldn't be that why way. Am, why, am, why am I so much better than these people on Fiverr? Come on. Exactly. But, uh, it, it, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. They wake up okay. to jobs in their inbox. Literally, they, they tell Fiverr how many clients they can take and it, it cues the work. It pays them on time. They, that's that's an advantage. Meanwhile, all of us are out there beating our heads against the wall trying to we, generate can clients. We find, can we interview someone who's who's on there? Because I would I'm interested in the uh, whole process. We've got to interview this woman from the CNBC article. I'm half joking, but she would be the one to talk to. She's a freelancer. She can be on the freelance we're, dance. We're thinking, we're thinking about, I don't know. You guys give us feedback. If you're listening to this podcast, um, should we start interviewing other freelancers and seeing where they're, where they're coming from? And I think we should, how they feel about their jobs and their clients and their dance. Alex okay. Fasulo, if you're out there, if this gets transcribed somehow and you do a search, contact us at the freelance dance oh, we'll, we'll talk to you about your three hundred seventy eight thousand dollars a year yeah, yeah. we are going to well, tag now, her yeah she's yeah, going to she hear probably this has an agent now after this whole thing and you know doing the whole she's, press run with, with she's too like busy that. writing ten thousand um, ebooks at a time that's that's right <laughs> that's a lot of ebooks by the way uh, no nope, guys i can't because i'm working working <laughs> <laughs> oh the irony of that that is did you see did you see how much i make did you see how much i make a year i don't okay. have time to talk. Yeah, i sure did we i'm sure working did. um that's so funny okay well i i don't know i i have played around toyed around with the idea of putting my services out there for for what i actually charge but my fear is that 
something else is going to come up. This is just, again, my personality thing. I hate getting locked in on something. It scares me. So I just like, I worry that they're going to be in it. Paid, you don't and I have go, to respond. Oh, yeah. is that how that works? Do yeah. you have to accept all yeah. the things? You don't, you don't have to respond. Marty has a well, great that's... philosophy on social media. He For just life. respond. Let's <laughs> respond. Respond. We have a group text. I don't know why it's pointless. Just should be you and I, Brandon. I'm just kidding. It's, no. it's muted. It's muted. So it's muted. Yeah. Oh, it was muted today. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, no, you were blowing it up. I loved it. I blew it up that's, today, guys. Uh, I just like when I check and there's 97 messages and I'm yeah. like, well, like, like, no, it was a big, it was a big day. It was a big day. It was a huge day. day. Good day. Huge day. Well, fascinating. Just riveting gents. How about this? How about, um, we, we go, Hey, if you've found an awesome deal on one of these other sites, these, you know, you've got where you've collaborated with something on that, or you have some other collaboration story, maybe, maybe a scary collaboration story. Not like that scary, but just like interesting or super awesome. You, did you buy a $50,000 Jeep? We'd love to hear about it. You know, send us a message. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Send us a message. All right. It is time for our freelance dance picks of oh, the week. Man, it's already time. It's here. It's here, guys. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Well, then why can't wait to you, see who goes first. This is always go- the most exciting part. <laughs> We we actually have a randomizer. Brandon is going last. Yes, for sure. Um, actually, let me. And don't worry, people. They're not demeaning me. This is this is a privilege to go last in this case because I'm going to change lives all over this world today after I share this with whoever goes whoever goes last is is usually like we we want them to go last because it's the we save the best for last. Yeah, we save the best for last. That's it. Um, all right. I went first, I think, last week, but I, I'm going to go again because I've got a mediocre pick. I'm not, I'm not real proud of this, but I, I'm, I am proud that I researched it. Thanks, thanks for putting all your all in, into the podcast there. Uh, for you guys, Thank you. I give almost everything. Um, <laughs> not this week. <laughs> so, so I was listening to another podcast, a story brand podcast, and, and they mentioned uh, repurpose.io. What's story brand? Uh, I don't know. We should I have time for that. It's a, it's a different pick. Um, essentially, someone who has a podcast uses this repurpose.io to convert what they said is all of their content from that video into social posts and to YouTube clips. And so I was very fascinated about like how this works. And it's been around since I think the YouTube video said 2017. Uh, so it's been around for a few years. Um, it, it has potential. It has potential. Like if you want to take your podcast and just create an audio version or a video version for YouTube with like an animated sort of like headliners does the other app that we use, it would do that and then publish it every time you release an episode. It connects to the RSS feed and does all that. I, here's what I was hoping. I connect our, this is why I was hoping the AI on this would do this. I put our podcast in and it spits out pre predefined clips because it listens to the entire episode it grabs clips that are relevant that make sense and then creates all of those snippets that's what i was hoping it doesn't do that, that. would be awesome yeah. it would be awesome it doesn't do that um anyway so i i researched it i tried it i played around with it it's all manual you have to go in and pick your clips and it is interesting there's a use case for sharing some of those you know if, especially if you do video i think it would be really you know you could take that video content and create social posts from the video audio is a little bit different. You know, we not much to see when all you're doing is hearing. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so that's my repurpose.io. If you have a, if you have a, a, if you live stream, if you're on Twitch, if you um, have Facebook lives or YouTube channel, it's probably not a bad thing to, to, if you're looking for a way to repurpose some, some of your things, but I think for, for podcasting, it's, it's not, not quite there yet. That's my, that's my in, invest investigative journalism pick of the week. <laughs> Repurpose that. Well, that concept is huge. I mean, that's what the, all the rage is now is how do you take one piece of content and reuse it and put it on multiple platforms? But sounds like this is sort of that, but not quite that fully. So, I mean, I like the idea of one video equals 20 pieces of content. I mean, if they can deliver so on that, you, that's awesome. If you're at repurpose.io and you'd like to come on the podcast and Tell Jake why you think we should use 
you for our podcast. We would love to hear. Absolutely. Or, or, or maybe he may have, he may have missed something specific or, I mean, look, input style output. Here's what I will tell you. Podcast. An awesome in software to have a YouTube video telling you how to do what you're about to do. I don't always recommend that for like, it should be fairly user intuitive, but this is, it's, it's a new thing. It's kind of, it's hard to understand. So having the video clips that explain it um, each step of the way, that was nice. I did watch the video. I mean, I did it uh, fast forward speed, okay. but I did just, cause I'm like, what workflows connections? I don't know. What's that? So it, it was, it was a good, a good use for that, that sort of technology. But anyway, I want, I want better and bigger AI. You probably had to go to the agency plan instead of using the podcaster plan for what you wanted. So scratch that re- interview request. Marty just took care of it. So no, just kidding. We still like to interview. No, we would love it. I'm just kidding. Anyway, yeah, that's check it thought. out. Repurpose. Repurpose.io. Yep. All right. What do you got, Marty? Should I go? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I've got another app. Surprise, surprise. Uh, this one's called, and this one is, is something that I use every day now, which I mean, come on, what app do you use every day besides maybe zoom and your email app? <laughs> um, it's, and, and hopefully, and hopefully also your task list manager or project manager, just, you know, make sure you're doing that. But anyway, uh, this is called craft.do or craft.do, um, a fresh take on uh, documents. So, um, there's a lot of different places that you can store notes like bear, um, your notes app. Uh, what else? Say it, Marty notion. (laughs) You know which one I want you to name. Oh, Ulysses, (laughs) uh, uh, Brandon Lowsome Ulysses. (laughs) Um, this one I like because I've been using Notion a lot and Notion, Notion has got a lot of, I, 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 you know, it's got a lot of options and there's a lot of different things that you can do with Notion, but sometimes I really just need somewhere I can write down my thoughts. Um, and bear was a really good, really good, um, uh, a service for that as well. Bear is a really good app, but craft, uh, I just feel like craft is a little bit, it's just, it feels a little bit better on writing things, but it also has um, some pretty cool features. One of them is being able to do bi-directional link linking. So you can connect your thoughts. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't looked at, or you don't know what bi-directional linking is, um, look it up. There's this, there's this other, uh, it's becoming really popular. I think in this year, last year and this year, bidirectional linking, basically being able to connect um, notes to each other. And then that note you can go into and, and, and it's just another way of organizing. It's notes, smart. But it's smart. Organizing. Pages. Yeah. It's a smart organizing way of doing things. Okay. And you're able to link back and forth to the, to these different notes. So that way your thoughts are kind of like, okay, yeah, I would mention this or like, for instance, I'm using it for like daily journaling, right? Daily journaling. I'll go through and write down all the things that I'm working on and things I've accomplished and things I didn't like about today or things I did like about today. And then if there's a project that I'm working on, I'll probably mention that project and you go at the the project name or at the note name. And so then that note shows up and you can link to that note. And so you go, go into that note and you link to it. And then there's all your, your, your content for that thing that you wrote about the notes that you wrote about. And at the very bottom, it says, hey, you mentioned this on, what's today, March 25th? And, oh, okay, cool. I mentioned that on March 25th. And if I'm working on it next week, I'll mention it again. I worked on this project. And, okay, look, you mentioned it both on March 25th and March 31st or whatever. So is there 31 days in March? We get our crack yes, research team. Oh, you got it. Okay, nice. good. Got it. Got it. Anyway, sorry. Fox 105 to figure that out for us. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> what the? So anyway, um, check it out. It's craft.do. Craft.do. So it's pretty cool. You, it's also native for Mac when uh, Mac, iOS, and iPad. Um, you're, you're, if you have a Windows machine, I'm sorry. 
can't help you. But craft.do is pretty cool. Yeah. Do so, you hear that notion? <laughs> oh, well-performing oh, native thing. app. Yeah. Oh, notion is, the, so is a drag on the desktop. Yeah. That's the other thing that I have a problem with notion for first of all, notion. I don't think it's a native app. I think no. they, they're using like a, a web, they're wrapping it inside of a web browser. They are to, to, when you install it and when you open it up. So that's the other thing too, that you can't be offline. Like if you lose internet connection, that's it. Yeah. You, you don't have access to notion with craft. You do. Um, they have a really sophisticated syncing options. Um, even on a price there, I think you can do it with Dropbox or some other, uh, cloud services. Um, so check it out. Craft.do. I like it. I'm starting to use it a lot more. Um, you can do similar things you, that you can do in notion, like sending out links to different pages and, um, collaboration and all that good stuff. But yeah, I like it. Well, I, I actually, so you, you said it, what it was, we were talking here and I put it in the browser, like I do with all the recommendations. And I went, Hey, I recognize that like Favicon. And I was looking down my line of Favicons cause I have like a thousand tabs open, which is not true. There's a <laughs> limit. Um, it's 500. I just learned, um, not personally. Anyway, the notes that you had the other day that you shared with us were from that. Yeah. So, so I thought that was cool that, um, that you were using it. And so I could kind of see what that looks like. It, it looks to me like a really stripped down version of like a non-essential writing that there's just, there's nothing else in it, but just your words. So here's what I hate doing. I hate opening up word documents because word gives you all of the things, right? Everybody, and especially on a Mac, you want columns, Windows, right? You need columns. That's uh, an option. Just always have columns open. I don't, I don't need, I don't need all the things when I just want to jot down some notes. I just want something, an app that can open up super quick and I can come in and write. Oh, also Markdown, by the way. So if you write Markdown, which if you don't know about Markdown, look it up too. That's good. But Markdown, I write stuff in Markdown. You can export this stuff as Ulysses. You can export it as Bear. You can export it as, so it can, it can be the start of your, your thought process if you, if you just want to use it that way. Um, but you can write it in Markdown. Markdown is kind of a universal language that you, a text language that you can use for multiple different places. Hey, I was Googling that. Uh, now I don't have to. Thank you. There you go. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway, I don't, <laughs> no, I just, I, I feel like you've had multiple tools that you've used for writing. Oh yeah. I've used multiple. Okay. Like oh, lots. Man. So I want tons. I want a, I want a comparison post on LinkedIn from you. That's what I want. That's your, that's your first LinkedIn post. I want you to compare all the writing things that you've done. And what there was a good, there was also a good podcast I was listening to with an interviewer. I or interviewed the creator of craft or the, or the, I guess the, one of the heads of craft and um, just the things that he was talking about, especially like privacy and all these other things. I just made me feel really, really good about using this. app. Were you so using that it also. before you heard it? The podcast? <laughs> Um, no, actually I joined their Slack community and saw somebody link to it and <laughs> you linked to the podcast. I'll try to find you're it. You're all in. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. I got all in. He's it's, a believer. It's, uh, there's some issues though. I will have issues, but I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, it's a really good app. Try it if you want. It's, I like it it's, a lot. It's bookmarked. My God. It's no. If you're on a Mac. If you're on a Mac and if you're on, if you like to write notes in your iPad and, and write notes in your, in your iPhone, it's really, it's a nice app to work on. Um, Notion, not, not, I, it's not fun. I, I might actually, I use Evernote and I do not use Evernote how it's supposed to. I've no. used it for uh, probably, I don't know, five, seven years. And I feel like oh. I use, I use Evernote. Like I would, I should be using this, this, that crap. Yeah, this feels like a really, that's all I do is take light, notes light a nice light version of evernote evernote just feels uh like the the one thing you might be missing from from evernote and i don't know if they're going to have this or not is tags i don't use um, tags so okay well good there to, you go they've got folders you can put folders and stuff I've, it's nice and organized with folders but um that bi-directional linking man and i don't even know if does evernote write markdown because that's why i canceled mark as soon as i signed up for evernote and they didn't do markdown i was like i'm out but yeah, I don't know. I don't write in Markdown, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just it's it's my it's my synced 
go-to content source that's searchable. That's it. That that's really what I'm using yeah. it for. Is it searchable? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. it does connect to a handwriting thing that I, I use an app for, like the stylus on my iPad. Does does you can do that? You can do that with this you one do. too. It's got yeah. It's well, well. I'm not. I'm sure. I'm sorry. You're. What do you want to do? So you basically want to write, and then it it transfers that to text. Oh no, I have like a like a notepad that I write out my actual like handwritten notes, and it just syncs with Evernote, so I can just look at yeah. those same handwritten. So notes. craft craft will let you create images that you can write okay, stuff okay. in. I've seen, right. I've seen somebody do that somewhere, but yeah. All right. I don't personally do that, but yeah. Lots of cool. This I've, I'm more, I'm more sold now that my Evernote subscription renewal is coming up probably here in a month or two. So, uh, I might, I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at that cause it's definitely cheaper. Yeah. It's got a couple of days. It got a couple, I think like two weeks trial or, I mean, you've got, well, so no, you have a thousand blocks that you can use for the trial, um, which you might run out pretty quickly. And I, I'm, I haven't run out yet. So, but I haven't transferred over everything that I want to transfer, but I'm, I'm about to go all in on these guys. All right. Um, okay. I might, I might connect with you offline off podcast about that. Cause I've got some other questions, but I'm, it's a great well, people. People always want some controversy on podcasts. So I will say I tried this. <laughs> this was, there was way too much going on here for me. I, I personally <laughs> feel like it's way overloaded with features and it oh, reminds okay. me of over of Evernote. Here's what really? I prefer. So I, I have to do a lot of writing. Marty made the joke about Ulysses. Ulysses. The thing I love about Ulysses is it's like words and that's it. And then stacks. There's no features. There's no images. Like it's everyone wants something different from from these tools. My favorite is Ulysses. And then second is Bear to that because Bear is a little more full featured. But I just want words full screen on a on a screen that are synced across everything. I don't want all the different weird options. I don't feel like I don't feel like this is a competitor for Ulysses. It's not. Um, this is totally different. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Ulysses is definitely the writer's app. It is. If you need to write long form content, I think that's perfect for you. Um, I feel like this is a competitor for Bear. I do feel like that. It, it pretty, and Notion, pretty much a competitor. But yeah, and Notion. Yeah. Um, but. And you know what, Ulysses, what, what bothers yeah. me about these types of apps and notion too, is this idea of blocks. Like I just want to write in a word processor. I don't want to think about yeah. paying for blocks that has always bothered me about these, this kind of app is like, interesting. It's just, I just want to write in a word processor. Like I don't want to think about each sentence being a block and you charging me for that or whatever. It's, it just feels weird to me, but I, I do like what they're doing, but I just thought I'd add some controversy because that's what I like to do. So. So let me, can I, can Please. I tell you why I think blocks are good? Let's do it. Uh, blocks are good because you're able to easily to convert that to something else. So if you wanted to, and, and literally you would, and Notion and Craft both do this. You literally hit the space bar and then a backslash. And that backslash gives you a bunch of options. You can immediately turn that block into something else, either a, a bullet item, a new page, uh, something you can transform that item very quickly to something else that you need it to be. And what you're saying is, is okay, yeah, I don't need all that because I just want to, I just want to write stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, writer, you know, a writer, I'm sorry, writer, Ulysses, I ate, there's IA writer too. <laughs> I, thought you were, that. I, writer. I thought you were I, like, all right, listen, writer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. No, cause I, cause IA writer and Ulysses to me are oh, very close, very close. But, uh, and I like IA writer a lot too. Yeah, um, it's good. but for, for Ulysses and these, those kind of long form writing, you don't really need to turn that content into something else where I feel like for me, when I'm writing notes or I'm, 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 uh, trying to put something down quickly, I like to turn it into things that I need quickly, but it's a, it's a tool, right? It's a tool for your yeah. tool belt that makes sense for the trade that you do. So I love that there's options I, for all of us. I could talk about this all day. I mean, text editing notes apps. I mean, this is, this is always yeah. fun to talk about because there's so many oh, of yeah. them and it's always controversial. Everyone has their favorite, but yeah, craft is doing unique things. So you should check it out. It might be for you for sure. Well, I, I think we have arrived then at the final place, the final pick of the week. That went, that oh, went boy. longer than I expected, but go ahead. you know, what? No, that's a good, it's a good discussion. Yep. I agree. What do you got, Brandon? Yeah. Oh, just this little thing. Um, not going to change the world or anything. It just happened to be some little thing I found. I, I'm about to, I don't know what I'm about to do, but worlds are going to be shifted after this pick. <laughs> You're going to hear this on loop all over I, the world. I just, 
Yeah, I just I wish that we could just keep this to ourselves. I don't, I don't yeah, we we debated not telling people about the secret sauce of what I'm about to reveal to you. Anyways, long story sh- short, it's called copy.ai. Now, we've talked about AI. We we had a recent pick about animating still photos, which was AI focused. And I'm kind of just all in this AI train right now looking at different tools. Anyways, you might have heard of this thing called GPT-3, which is just an incredible AI model that writes blog posts, writes whatever you want, can write code, can write computer code. Um, You just describe what you want. It codes it for you. I mean, this thing is incredible in how intelligent it is. Anyways, copy.ai is basically a great fit for marketers, um, anyone who has to write business copy. And the idea is you log in here and you describe what the company is, the services. It could be a long description. It could be a sentence or two um, about what your company does. And then it just uses AI to generate endless content. We're talking product descriptions, blog ideas, social ads, a brand mission. Uh, what do we got here? Email subject lines. I, 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 it's hard to even viral ideas. It will give you viral marketing ideas based on the company you described. And this is all AI generated. And this is not garbage stuff like you'll get you'll get a garbage suggestion every once in a while where you can tell it's trying to mash up content from all sorts of sources and it's not quite right but it's so smart all three of us have tried this and yeah, it's all we could talk about it's all we could clubhouse talk about. bios clubhouse bios <laughs> if you need to write business copy i mean if you're a copywriter this is where you go to get started like i'm working with a company that does this and this is their benefit go and it's going to generate so much content, ideas, marketing campaigns. I mean, it's unbelievable. And it's a free trial for seven days. So it's easy to test this out. And everyone should test this out. Um, but after that, it's not even that expensive. I mean, if you use this regularly, $35 a month billed yearly. It's, I mean, so you guys, I, you, I you tested think- it. We, it's all we could talk about today. So you guys share your experiences on what you think on this thing. I, I'm just going to say, I don't think... I mean, you've explained it like that, and I've heard stuff like this before in the past. But until you actually see it with your own eyes, um, that's the problem. You're, you're. Um, yeah. So how about this? There's a Chrome extension for it. Yes. Um, that Chrome extension has three reviews. This is new. This is like a really new thing. How would you use the Chrome extension? I'm installing it right now, so I'll let you know. Okay. Um, I was curious. I saw that too. I was like, "What? What is it for? I don't know. Maybe." I, maybe it shows up on um, like Google Docs or in oh, Facebook by the way, post. it's it's version. Maybe it's used for social. Zero point zero point five. That's the version of this tool. So yeah, I, I think honestly, this company. I think this company came out October of last year. Just raised some seed funding this month, like two million plus. I heard about it from the investor, um, David uh, Sparks. Um, I'm not thinking the same. I'm, I can't remember his name. That's David Sparks is the podcast guy. Anyways. Yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah, it's not him. It, but it, it sounds like it could be him because he's all about uh, AI. It's the guy who founded Yammer automation. anyways. But it, yeah, he he, oh. he invested in this. And um, David Sachs, just so I corrected myself. David Sachs is there the investor go. in this. Um, but yeah, you've got to try this thing out. I, I, I can't really do it justice, but I can tell you I shared it with the two guys here, Marty and Jake. And we all just went down a rabbit hole of being blown away by how good the copywriting was. And we didn't write a thing. We just basically described our company in a sentence and let it go. And it gives you endless ideas. You just keep hitting generate. It's crazy. Yeah, this this uh, this. I mean, honestly, look at it now, because I ha- it feels like this is something that gets snapped up and bought out and disappears and in quite in 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 in. in assimilated into some other bigger company. That's, that's what this feels like. This, this feels, I've heard about the, there, a while back there was a news article about this text generator that could write some longer form stories. I, I remember that, like, that's interesting, you know, and that's kind of fun. Um, the practical applications of this for even writing Google ad headlines, which have a 30 character limit, and it gives me that limit inside of their tool. So I can see whether the the thing is going, a keyword generator if you're into SEO or marketing. Um, put in a topic in, it runs, spits out a bunch of keywords. Like I said, you know, we were talking, I think it's a 90% thing. I think this is an awesome tool to get you started, 90%, 80%. Still requires human Im- input, but I don't know, man. It feels like it could be more than that soon. 
<laughs> it's close. I mean, Any, you need yeah. you need blog ideas. You need catchy email subject lines. That happens to me. Yeah. You know what? What should be my catchy email subject line? Um, you type in your product name. <laughs> oh, for like for a newsletter, just like emailing an acquaintance. Yeah. yeah. No, well, either one. Do you? Re- um, okay. Never mind. <laughs> either one. So you type in your product or brand name, right? And then you describe your product in like a pretty quick sentence, like what what you know, uh, web web design for small companies or or whatever it is. You type those two things in. You hit create and they give you in like less than 30 seconds, they give you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven blog ideas about what you should write about. Um, just like that. You may have already written some of these things, but you know, top five ways to promote yada, 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 top five ways to continue to stay, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, it can be endless ideas. This is it. It's like a idea creation. It's like generator. It's insane. Last week, Brent, you had the, your pick was the, the idea for writing and like to kind of kick you off and to start you off with an idea. So I love that like your picks are all like, how do I make my life easier? Cause that's wonderful yeah. that that's, that should all be our picks. But I installed the Chrome extension. All right. I'm in, I'm in Gmail. I click on the extension and here's what I, here's my options. It says select a tool, oh, no. writing tools, tone changer. Rewrite with keywords, simplify sentences, essay outline, verb booster, adjective oh. accelerator. Um, so it seems to me like, like there's some actual real life cases when you have like a longer email and you want to re- yeah. you want to simplify the sentences or yeah, I'm I'm very interested. You guys are gonna get this week. Are you ready? I'm gonna do an AI for for freelance dance, an AI powered caption yes. tweet linkedin content um yeah that's all coming this week so be on the lookout yes. for that Copy that's what i was going to suggest the ai needs to promote this podcast we need to let it do all of that give us the descriptions and captions yes it's crazy you gotta try Let's it see what happens Let's see what gotta happens. Try it. i i love it this stuff is so it's fascinating when there's that intersection of surprise and delight with work tools Right. That doesn't happen yeah. very often. There's usually functionality and utility. This this definitely hit that surprise and delight meter off the chart. So and this is only going to get better. Yep. Which is kind of scary. But it's only going to get better. Is yes. It's already in, good. In this well, <laughs> it's already good. It's already, <laughs> no, but I, I maybe that would be a be a fun episode to talk about. Cause I do think the potential of what this en- enables and allows, um, not as taking jobs away from people, although I most certainly will. I mean, it most certainly will. AI is. It writes better copy than I do. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's impressive. It's impressive. I don't know if it, I don't know. I really don't think yet. I, I think maybe, maybe down Pieces the line eventually. Yeah. How about this? But I think Go ahead. you have to be, you have to, you need a human behind putting yeah. this stuff together. I mean, like we talked about earlier, taking five of these and, and combining, I think that's what the copy AI recommends yeah. taking a couple of these and combining them in a smart way. You know, it's just, it, it, it generates the ideas. It, you, you've got endless ideas to come to, 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 to write about or to use, uh, for your product or for your service. It, so, but, so here's what I think it, I think it does amazingly well and can't compete with humans. The speed, the speed right. at which it generates yeah. that thing. So it feels better. But it's also it's software that is analyzing hundreds or thousands or millions of pieces of content, billions potentially. It's not going to be able be able to compete with that. Cre- I don't know. I'm not even going to say that because I'll probably be wrong. But but it's not it's not writing blog posts for you. No, it's yet. not it's not giving you an opinion. Yeah, it's just giving you ideas to to run off of. Right, you're still you. You're still how you write. You're still your own uh, individual. But I think like. You know, these are, it's just a starter for, you know, and that's, to me, I, yeah, GPT three has been used to write blog posts and news stories, which, you know, you can kind of tell what I like about this is it's not trying to be so, um, comprehensive. Like it gives you blog ideas and blog intros, mm-hmm. and that's what you need the most as a B2B writer or just a business writer. You need a good head start, And that's where this right. comes in. Like, it's that's not right. going to do the work. 
but it's going to give you an idea and a little push in the right direction. That's what I mean when I say it's better copywriter than I am because it generates the ideas that you can then run with. And idea generation is the hardest part, really. That's so that's brilliant tool. That's my life goal is an idea machine. That's what I wanted. I wanted to get paid for. Now I'm out of a job. That's what really what happens. Well, okay. Sorry, Jake. Sorry. Well, those are awesome. That's an awesome pick, Brandon. I think it'll, we'll, we'll revisit this one in the future, I'm sure. Um, and check for our content this, next, this, uh, this week as you're listening to this. That freelance, uh, I'm telling you, the, uh, the Instagram post, the Twitter post, the LinkedIn post, and the Facebook post, if I can remember to post on Facebook, because like I said, I don't go there a lot. Um, they will all be AI generated. And I'm not going to edit or tweak. We're going to see what I might put it you know, something underneath it, but I want, I want you to, I want everybody to see what that's like. Cause I'm so cool. All right. Well, awesome episode, gents. Great to hang with you. Let's do it again next week until next time. This has been the freelance dance. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the freelance dance. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love it. If you would leave us a review, have an idea for a show or a question. Go to thefreelancedance.com or hit us up on Twitter at underscore Freelance Dance. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Until next time.